G-Force Taking Gideon as an example, Pastor encourages that by the force of grace, the Lord will deliver you from every enemy within. The Lord will deliver you from every enemy from the past. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Judges, the sixth chapter. The sixth chapter of Judges. And verse 17. Ah, 16 and 17. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 18th verse. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. The G-force. Amen. The, the force of grace. This is the, the sixth chapter is speaking about a man of call by the name of Gideon. And when you go through that chapter, it's a story of, that gives you hope, that allows you to believe that God can do miracles, no matter how terrible your situation is. Judges 6 and verse 1 says, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian seven years. The children of Israel did evil, not evils, did evil. What evil can an entire nation do at the same moment? It's singular, not, not plural. In Matthew 24, speaking about the end times, the Bible says two men will be lying on the same bed. One will be taken up, the other will be left. They're so close, yet one is done right, something right, and one is done something wrong. What evil did they do that Friday night as a nation all together? At once. So much so, they were captives to the Midianites for seven years. Why not three or five? Seven years. The Bible is very clear, the sixth chapter. God gave them into the hand of the Midianites for seven years. Because when you study scriptures, at the end of every seven years, there is a new beginning. In Hebrew, in Greek, the, the, the number eight speaks about double potential. The end of 
every seven years the bible speaks about a new beginning double potential there are people here whom god is going to release you to a grace where you're going to enjoy double potential for every evil that you've seen in your life if you're one of them lift your hand and say amen glory to god hallelujah when you study the sixth chapter the children of israel would sow they sowed but before they could reap the midianites would come and take it all so much so the children of israel were impoverished or went into poverty became poor they were hard workers they were diligent they sowed they worked hard but the enemy still kept them poor there are many who work hard who toil who are diligent but that you have not experienced the level of blessing that you know is there in the scripture the enemy has somehow kept you in caves and in holes you have not enjoyed the blessings that god so desires to give his children who are the midianites the midianites are in-laws you know moses wife was from midian and the father-in-law of moses was the priest of the midianites who are the midianites abraham had sarah his wife and after sarah died abraham married keturah and of the seven children that keturah had one was the midian and so it was from the genealogy of abraham but through keturah that the midianites came forth so they had some touch of faith and they were related to the children of israel isn't it true that many a time your enemy does not come from uganda or from china <laughs> the very ones who want to keep you poor keep you in bondage are the ones who are very close to you people who really do not want to see you succeed or come up in life are people who are very close to you if the enemy wants to destroy you or spoil you he does not attack you from a faraway country he gets somebody who is very close to you so much so jesus said a man's enemies are the members of his own household Sometimes the enemy could be within the house. You have a dream, a desire to do something, and there is somebody who is questioning your faith. Somebody who is discouraging you with their attitude, with ah, uh, whatever. Somebody who is pulling you back. Tonight I pray the grace of God will abound upon you. The G force will come upon you and deliver you from every enemy within. from every enemy within Sometimes you sometimes you seldom see it is the people who are closest your friends 
they don't allow you to think bigger dream bigger see eternity see god's call in your life and they make you look at the natural and make you concerned about the natural alone so much so that your life is consumed by the natural and you seldom step into the very purposes and call of god over your life but tonight lift your hand and say is the g force the force of grace the anointing that came upon gideon to come over my life and to deliver me from the enemy within from envious envious people around from people who want to see my fall the people who want to see my destruction yes to be delivered in the name of jesus tonight let the grace of god abound upon you judges 16 and verse 3 i mean 6 and verse 3 not 16 the same chapter verse 3 says and the children of the east abraham came from the east that's where he left ur of chaldees he left and came forth from the east the things that you have left behind sometimes try to catch up with you you all flame you suddenly saw them on facebook Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> it's many a time it is just not new sin, sins. It's all sins trying to catch up with you. Your past tries to follow you. But you cannot overcome by your will power or strength you need the g-force the grace of god <laughs> lift your hand and say the g-force the grace of god of jesus jesus you left something behind you when you were born again maybe it is jealousy maybe it is false kind of worship maybe it is evil speech maybe it's a wrong relationship you left something when you sense the call of god when you sense god wanted to use you for his kingdom look at joseph the enemies were within his own family they didn't want him to go into his next level but open your mouth and say by faith by the force of grace i am going to go into my next level in the name of jesus amen amen There are people in the church who want to keep you in their level. I've seen that. They don't want somebody else to prosper. There are churches that you go to, they don't want the, the pastor to prosper. They would like to control the pastor. They're happy if they can keep the pastor under them. <laughs> Find a new church. There are people who get envious if a man of God or a woman of God is being blessed and prospering and used mightily of God. Remember this, if anybody is wanting to stop you from going forward, the enemy will use people who are close to you. Who stopped Jesus from going forward? Jesus said, the son of man will have to die on the cross. Peter, Peter said, 
Lord, not, 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 not you. Not you. And Jesus didn't say, you little demon. The Lord said, Satan, get behind me. Not a little demon. Peter, close to Jesus, but trying to keep Jesus away from the very call of the Lord. The very purpose for which Jesus came. And the Lord saw through Peter and saw the power behind it and said, Satan, get behind me. We don't have war against flesh or blood. But I pray tonight, the G-force will give you discernment. The grace of God will give you discernment to sense people who stop you from going forward and fulfilling all that God wants you to fulfill. Lift your hand and praise the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and praise the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and praise the name of the Lord. Oh, there is great power when you raise up and lift up and glorify the name of Jesus. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You know, the Bible says in Genesis 6, I think in the second verse, it says, the people of Israel moved into dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. The Gideon anointing or the G-force is something, even when the enemy is attacking, you know how to go higher. You don't feel so in intimidated and victimized and vulnerable and you say, oh my God, look what happened to me. And they you fall down and say, okay, walk over me, walk over me, take everything that I have. No, no, no. When, when, when you sense the enemy attacking you and coming against you from all different directions, uh, you learn by the grace of God to go up higher. Open your mouth and say, go up higher. I'll go up higher in the, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Amen. The audacity not to stop when people want to pull you down, but to trust in the grace of God to go up higher. There is a place that you can hide where the devil can never touch you. You have to go higher than the realm that you are in. You have to go higher than the wickedness of the minds of people. You have to go higher than the powers of darkness that come against you. You have to go higher than all the witchcraft that is done against you. You have to go higher by the grace of God. It's a G-force. You have to know that God is bigger than any trouble that has come your way. You have to learn to go higher. Open your mouth and say higher. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher, let Jesus higher. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher, let Jesus higher. Lower, 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 lower. Lower, lower, stamp, say the lower. Lower, 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 lower. Lower, lower, stand, say the lower. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher, let 
Jesus higher. Come on, Josh. Higher, 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 higher. Higher, higher. Let Jesus higher. Lower, 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 lower. Lower, lower. Stand safe. Lower, 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 stand say the lower, 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 stand say the lower, higher, 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 let Jesus higher, 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 let Jesus higher. Lower, 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at the sixth chapter, verse 11, I think. It says there. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abizirite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. If you are going to see a move of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have to stop feeding the devil. He hid the wheat which was used to make bread from the Midianites. He was not going to feed the devil. He hid it in the wine press. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say, don't feed the devil. Don't feed your fear. Don't feed your negative emotion. Don't keep feeding it. In the book of Genesis, the devil is picturized as a serpent that came. But in the book of Revelation, he's spoken as a dragon. So somebody has been feeding this garden snake <laughs> and made it into a dragon. Don't feed the garden snake and make it a dragon. God is bigger than the devil. Amen. As a matter of fact, Christ and the devil are not, you know, I mean, not in the same league. Jesus is the son of God. He is God himself. Michael, one of the archangels, picked up Lucifer and threw him down. Are you with me? And you have to realize something. Even in the angelic hierarchy, archangels are not the supreme. The supremes are the cherubims and the seraphims. Then comes the thrones of God. Then comes an angel category called the virtues of God. And then after that only comes the archangels. And many a time in the Christian world, we only know about archangels. Michael, Gabriel and all that. But let me tell you, Gabriel is a messenger from God. Michael is a warrior angel. But Lucifer, one of the worshipping angels, 
was cast out by another archangel. So even the cherubims and the seraphims did not even have to move their wings to put him out. So don't make the devil look big. Don't keep feeding it. Gideon, he hit the grain or the wheat and the wine in the wine press. The very thing that protects you is the wheat, the bread and the wine. Learn to preserve that in your heart. Keep that in your heart. That's what fuels the grace of God and the anointing of God in your life. The word of God is the bread from heaven. Treasure it above everything else. Don't let the devil steal your wine. That's the joy in the Holy Spirit. The joy in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil take away your joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Midianites coming to take that. Gideon said, no, no, I know how to keep this. Glory to God. If you will keep the wine and the wheat, angels are going to show up. The Lord is going to show up in your tent. Treasure the word in your heart. The presence of God is going to come upon you. Amen. Look at the sixth chapter you will find. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel cried unto God. Everybody knows to cry. But not everybody cries unto God. <coughs> we know how to cry to get some pity, to manipulate, to get our own way. We know to cry. <laughs> But Bartimaeus in the New Covenant, in the New Testament cried and Jesus stopped. His cry stopped the Lord. Got the attention of the Lord. Please cry. But please cry before God. It should be a cry of faith. Not every cry does God respond to. You feeling miserable and sorry for yourself and you're sitting and crying and feeling bad for yourself. Oh my God, everybody's misunderstood me. I don't think I have anybody. Oh my God, after all that I've done for the kingdom, look what has happened to me. That doesn't draw the presence of God into your life. Your tears don't move God. Your faith does. There's a cry of faith. God responded to the cry. To somebody's tears of faith, God is going to respond. Maybe your marriage is falling apart and you're crying. But don't cry to men. Don't cry to your mother-in-law. Don't cry to your mom. Don't say, look how bad a son you raised up. Look, I have to suffer because I married him. <laughs> no, that doesn't get you anywhere. But learn to cry to God. Don't cry to the wrong people.
don't cry to people because they might listen to you and after you finish talking when you have gone they will talk about you you will become the topic in the discussion you know this sister called me and said i'm just saying it so that you can pray God is good. Cry to him. Speak to him. He won't let you down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus. Lift your hands to Jesus and say, "Lord, I want to approach your throne to receive your grace and mercy. Not cry before people. Lord, I want to cry before you. Lord Jesus, I want to cry the cry of faith." Lord I want to see you responding to my situation Lord glory to God thank you Jesus praise you father thank you Lord lift your hands and praise the name of the Lord thank you Jesus rise as maldi bregente galamshas pachal smoroko shaspetenia rakeliram shasma tulus kapriyam telainiam shaspetenin Why did really I'm just mal kapradha galairi I'm just patanturi I'm just Thank you Jesus praise you father Amen and sixth chapter God sent a prophet God raised up a prophet You know just a word who is your prophet A prophet should only be someone who will confirm that which God has already spoken to you. He's not a fortune teller telling you what is going to happen. He's going to only confirm what God has already spoken to you if you are somebody who's got a relationship with Jesus. But sometimes God raises you up to be a prophet over your own life to use your own mouth to speak forth because life and death are in the power of the tongue And you got to learn to speak that which God has spoken about you that which is there in the word if you want to experience the g-force in your life in the garden of eden god came to adam and eve it is never them going to god but god coming to them and god god asked adam where are you i mean you are not where i left you adam where are you i had placed you in a position of authority And Adam we hid because we were naked who told you that you were naked See God is asking who told you you were naked why are you agreeing with the enemy You know the story Adam and Eve and God began to speak 
But isn't it interesting when you study the book of Genesis, third chapter, when God began to speak with Adam and Eve, and when Adam and Eve began to respond to God in that conversation, serpent is silent. The devil is silent. Till God came to Adam and Eve, the devil was speaking. Serpent was speaking to Adam and to Eve. But the moment God showed up, the serpent is silent. What do you learn from that? When God's presence comes, the devil will keep silent. So learn to run into the presence of God. Not argue and cancel the plan of the devil and cancel this plan of the devil. The devil spoke that and then I canceled that and then I rebuked that and then I fought that and then the devil said, you're going to die of cancer. I said, no, I'm not going to die of cancer. You're not having a conversation with the devil. Get into the presence of God. The devil will keep quiet over your situation. Agree with what God has spoken over your life. God never cursed Adam and Eve. God cursed the ground and God cursed the devil. God told Adam, you took everything for granted, but now you will have to toil. You're going to still have something come forth from the ground, but you've got to toil, work hard for that. Woman, you're going to have pain, Labor pain is going to increase or multiply. That's the word used. So there was labor pain even before that. Even before the fall of Eve. Otherwise God should have said from now on you're going to have labor pain. But God said labor pain will be multiplied. You shall give birth to children in pain. God, No pain, no gain. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta burn something, you gotta. God only disciplined Adam and Eve, God never cursed them. God cursed the devil, God cursed the ground. What a loving father we have. Time and again, when you do something wrong, he might discipline you. That's a part of grace. He might correct you because he loves you. But he's not going to curse you. Because Jesus carried the curse on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. God is not going to curse you. Glory to God. He might correct you. You might say, give that up. Turn from this. Mm. But the grace of God will also show up to help you, to empower you. To come forth. Look at the 6th chapter verse 13. Glory to God. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord had been with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? You know, I've seen that remembrance always causes the grace to overflow into your life. Lord, remember from where you brought us out. Sometimes you got to remember from where God brought you. 
You might be a CEO of a company, but look at from where God brought you up. You might be serving the law, but look from where God lifted you up. Many a time, people don't enjoy an overflow of grace because they forget from where they came. Suddenly they begin to think they are self-made, they worked hard, they had the right contacts. The reason many a time the devil beats you is because you've forgotten from where God raised you up. I remember Bhavachayan and Kachama, Kovur. Even in his old age, you know, even before he went to be with the Lord, I went to see him once and every time you go to him, he would say, He could never forget from where, you know. And he would use certain words which I don't want to say either. Many a time when God begins to use somebody, they forget from where they came, who they were. They feel they're entitled to certain things. And pride always causes the grace not to flow into your life. But daily, on a daily basis, if you can say, Lord, I thank you from where you call. Even as I stand here and I realize that there's no way that I could have ever served the Lord if not for the grace and the mercy of God. Didn't even finish my degree. Did such a bad life. Not that sharp and intelligent like the rest of my family or people around me. But God chose the weak. God chose the foolish. So I'm amazed on a daily basis at what God is doing. We are. Okay. So, sixth chapter, we come to the scripture that we read. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and in the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. Open your mouth and say, Surely the Lord will be with me. Surely the Lord will be with me. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. God is saying, Listen, I'm releasing so much of grace. You don't need an army. You as one man can destroy the entire Midianites. Well, we know from the story that Gideon asked, Lord, please help me to choose. You know, he, but the Lord said, see, against all odds, Midian, I mean, Gideon, you as one man, the same grace that is upon you, I will give it to the 300. And that still is this minority. And but that with that you will destroy an entire army of Midianites. 
See, against overwhelming odds, the G-force, the grace is what you need. You have to come to a point where you realize, me and God is a majority. Without Jesus, there is nothing that I can do. I don't need Tom, Dick or Harry. Whether it be to run my business, whether it be to take care of ministry, or do anything. I told some of the people, you know, the all humility, not in pride. I told, you know, people who are with me for years, I told them, guys, you want to start your own ministries or do, goes, do whatever God has called you to, you can do it. The grace of God I know is inside of me to do what God has called me to do. Glory to God. May you recognize the grace that is available to you. No matter what challenges you're facing, what you're battling, you and God is sufficient enough. Don't say there is nobody else with me, but the grace of God, the Lord with you is sufficient enough. Three things that Gideon did and we close with them. He started talking to the Lord. See, I must start talking to the Lord. Judges 6. Seventeen, there was an incident to him. If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. I have a relationship with you, Jesus. You are speaking to me. It's a multi-billion dollar industry talking. Look at your iPhone, look at your Samsung, look at all the phones, look at the idea, look at uh, BSNL, look at all. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. But the most valuable conversation the most important conversation that you should have in life is not pick up the phone and call somebody else but to talk with God and Him speaking back to you. That is the most precious thing. You speaking to Jesus, Him speaking to you. On a daily basis. See, the grace of God begins to multiply with talkers. People who talk with God. <laughs> From His fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Every word of the Lord brings forth tremendous surges of power and grace into your life. When God speaks to you, you're willing to take a risk. Gideon was willing to take a risk. Are you with me? 
Gideon had to come out of the cave when the Lord appeared. Because the cave, the cave was too small for the angel to appear, I mean get into. The angel came actually and waited for Gideon to come out. Everyone was hiding in their caves and tents, but Gideon came out. If it is you, Lord. If it is you. If, if, you, if you're hiding in the cave and you expect God to show up there, you miss out. You have to take a risk. It has to be the Lord. I step out. Look at how God addressed him. The sixth chapter. The 14th was. Uh, sorry, the, 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 you mighty man of valor, where is that? In the 13th verse? No, where is that? Well, it's there somewhere in the 6th chapter. God is, we don't have time, so I'm just not going to look at that. You can find that later. It says, God is addressing him, you mighty man of valor. You're a mighty man. You know, the word Gideon actually means a great warrior, a strong man. Strong one, strong man. You mighty man. God will never address you from your point of weakness. Gideon said, I'm the least in the tribe. I come from a tribe of Manasseh. I'm the least in the tribe. But God didn't say, You're least. I said, You mighty man of Adam. God doesn't say, You sinful woman. That's not the law, that's the devil. You doubting Thomas. God didn't say that to Thomas. You hell-bound. <laughs> See, that you have to recognize the voice of the devil and realize that's not God. Sometimes people demean you when they call you. The message of the cross is addition. He adds value. It's, it's a cross. It's a plus. He adds value to your life. Every time Jesus speaks, there's value to your life. He adds something into your life. Everything God speaks. You mighty man of valor. Wow. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. You mighty man of valor. Go in this might of yours. You gotta step out and go. Obey me. Just go. Faith always obeys. Know how to build an ark because you obeyed God. Can you imagine making an ark? Almost for a year, he's building up an ark. Because he obeyed God. 40 days it rained, 40 nights, but the ark didn't collapse. Man, by his intelligence, he made the Titanic. One iceberg destroyed it. But in obedience to God and did something very foolish wood, glue, stick it, paste it. 
Get on and vote. You know, they're amazing. The kangaroos are in Australia. The tigers are in India. The lions are in Africa. But when Noah built in obedience, all of them came from their places to the Middle East. When you obey the Lord, all that needs to come. Can you imagine that? When Noah started putting the planks together, the kangaroos started hopping from Australia. Some of those bears are up in North America. They started walking from there. All the way to Middle East. I don't know what language he said to them. Come. Come. I don't know what he said. But when you obey, everything will respond to that. When you obey God. Glory to God. Glory to God. A relationship with the Lord is one that will speak to Him and also that one will listen to Him to obey. Have you seen people who speak to themselves? You think it's crazy, no? You think they've lost their mind. Now with small thing in the ear, people are speaking. They're speaking to somebody, but you don't understand who they're speaking to. Sometimes it takes a few minutes to think, are they, what are they saying? See, learn to talk to God. People think you're crazy. Wakil Kibrial Maharus Mekil Mahas Migirishus Patundas Vidil Marishus Pekil Bragashus Jakal Kibriel Kamriushus Petund Rakil Kaprakam Delishtepria. Somebody who is listening to me, you think you're about to lose your mind, but God is setting you free and giving you a sound mind. The stress of life, the pressures of life, the guilt that you carry is making you think you will lose your mind. But the G-force, the grace of God is setting your mind free to enjoy the liberty. Amen. When a talking human talks to a talking God, miracles happen. When a talking human talks to a talking God, Miracles happen. You know, my children are always talking. You take them out somewhere in the car, they're always like, <laughs> right up till the point they go to sleep. And suddenly they, with their mouth open, they go to sleep. They were amidst the conversation. And I said, oh my God, I have to be like that with God. God wants his children also to talk like that. All the time they have. 
for revival to happen, for miracles to happen, for healings to take place, for breakthroughs to happen, for you to go into the next level, for you to enjoy the grace of God, to enjoy the blessings of God, the provisions of God. Have a relationship with Jesus. Keep on speaking to God. Glory 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 to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And sometimes, you know, I don't know why, but I, you know, sometimes we become so spiritual. Sometimes we go to the presence of God and we say, oh, Lord, I just come as I am. I don't, I don't expect anything from you. I don't want anything from you. Just, just you, Lord. It sounds very nice, but you won't last long in the kingdom. Can you imagine somebody having a relationship with us? I don't want anything from you. Just you know, it sounds nice, but I've realized over 30 years that's not true. There's something that they want. If a guy tells that to a woman, be careful. <laughs> I love God because God has everything that I want in him. He's got life, he's got eternal life, he's got heaven, he's got mansions for me, he's got blessings for me, he's got favor for me, he's got healing for me. I, I love him, I speak to him, I ask him for something. I don't like the devil because the devil has got nothing for me except hell. I don't speak to the devil because he's got nothing to offer me. when God called Abraham how did God call Abraham 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 step out from the land of your fathers leave your family your land everything and I will bless you God said just leave everything and just come huh? wow, just come Abraham would most probably still be in Ur of Chaldees but God said I will bless you I'll make you a great nation In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The other is a religious trap. In a relationship, God says, listen, this is what I'm going to do for you. You obey me, this is what's going to happen. Glory to God. If you're sitting here by yourself right now in wherever you are, and if you had an option to go to another country, which country would you go? You would go to a country which you feel has got something for you. Either financially or whatever, quality of life or better medical facility or whatever. You look for that. You know, it's okay. Uh, are you with me? Blessed be the name of Jesus tonight. Lift your hand and say, Lord, you are a good God. You have all that I need. Jesus, I love you for who you are. But there are things in you that, Lord, you promised me as a child. I ask you with the freedom, Lord. 
I need your grace. I need your anointing. I need the help that only comes from you. I need heaven. I need mansions in heaven. I need your blessing. I need to understand my purpose on earth. Why you formed me. I need to know your purpose for my life. Jesus, I ask you, Lord, and allow him to speak. Eighteenth verse, depart not, hence I pray thee. Gideon is saying to the angel, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will wait until you come again. Can you imagine that? Most people look at the watch when they come into church. You have to leave at this time. Pastor, finish the message exactly this time. Huh? Worship, do I have to go? Look. The Lord is waiting. Look at the relationship. He said, Lord, let me go. Just get a gift for you and come. And the Lord said, I'll wait. The Lord is waiting for you. He came with a gift. And the angel took that and placed on the rock. And from the staff of the angel, the fire came and consumed. The rock is Christ. Anything that you place on the rock that is Christ will always be consumed with fresh anointing, with fresh fire. The little grain or the weed or little things that you have, insignificant it might be when you place it on Christ. And the aroma fill that place and the angels smell the fragrance. Everything becomes accepted before God when you send it through Christ when you place it in Christ use what you have to create what you do not have within 24 hours I close with this the 25th verse and it came to pass that same night the Lord said unto him take my father's young bullock even the second bullock of seven years old seven years Seven years they were under Midian rule. Right when the Midianites came, their deliverance was growing in their home. Seven years old bullock. Read through the chapter. The bullocks went forth and destroyed the altar of Baal. Destroyed the power of the enemy. The moment the oppression came, the deliverance was also growing in the house. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, The grace of God will show me my deliverance. Show me the way out. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Gideon recognized God was speaking to him, not to his wife or children or to anybody else. God was speaking to him and he gave God and God created out of what he gave, what he did not have, his deliverance, the deliverance of that nation, the breakthrough for his family. He did something else also. We don't have time to preach that. 
he made a vow before God that the first thing that he sees when he gets back home, he will offer. And his daughter came out and he had to sacrifice to God. God doesn't want your sacrifice. He just wants your obedience. Sometimes, you know, you say, Lord, I'll, I'll sacrifice. And you go astray. God was not looking for that. God just wanted him to obey. Just you worshipping in his presence itself will bring about your deliverance. Just obey that. Just forgiving somebody else will bring you your blessing. Just being faithful to releasing your tithes and offerings unto God will bring you a financial blessing. But sometimes people, you know, become extra. Well, I'll do that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I'll sacrifice that. I'll give up half of my... And they don't even do what God has asked them to do. Tonight, the G-force, the anointing that came over Gideon, the grace that he found to lead an entire nation out of the hand of the Midianites into victory. May that grace show up in your life, in your family, in your home and deliver you and your family and your generations from everything that has been holding them captives. Lift your hand and say in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your grace, your grace.